This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Melrose 210, a We Hate Movies quarantine sideshow. Yeah! Wherein we uh, talk about uh, Melrose Place one week and uh, Beverly Hills 90210 the other week. See how, see how I changed the language around there a little bit? Nice, um, dude. Nice. Wow. Yeah, mm. just, just seamless. That was seamless awesome. Shit. I don't even know what, <laughs> what Trump listening to now with that change. <laughs> this is the week we talk about Melrose Place, and it's a monumental episode, a, a first appearance. Uh, this, would have, this would have a little. Uh, I believe it would be a green uh, 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 highlight on a Wizard magazine to let you know that this is a character's first appearance. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, it would be something like that. Uh, Did a Wizard profile Daphne Zuniga at any point? <laughs> to my knowledge. No, you know what, dude? If she was in fucking Spaceballs, there's an outside chance she was profiled in Wizard magazine. She might not yeah. have been profiled in Wizard magazine, but she would definitely be like fan cast as a lot of things. You know, she, they wouldn't in. even identify her by name. It'd just be like Princess Vespa joining yep. Melrose Place. Uh, a 1991 X-Men. She's Jean Grey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I am joined. Uh, these hilarious ghosts you're hearing uh, are <laughs> uh, that I have not yet introduced. My name is Steven Sadek, by the way, the first Ooh. hilarious ghost. I am joined by other hilarious ghosts. Chris Cabin. Oh, hi, hi. Uh, Eric Siska. Howdy, partner. I died in the old west. <laughs> and Andrew Jupin. Yo! We are talking about Melrose Place, uh, episode 15, House of God, which I actually don't know the, the, what the rel- no idea. What the relevance of the title Spoiler is. Spoiler alert, no one is going to church. I think I got it. I think I know what it is. Oh, yeah? It's because we have a new cast member visiting the nether plane of Melrose Place. Got it. And that is the House of God, like because it's an otherworld dimension mm. where demons and gods run amok. I see. Isn't well, that I... the house of the devil then? Because, <laughs> oh, I mean, Mel Rowe is running around here. Got Malachi thrown in the pool. Yeah, well, here's the twist, dude. Devil is God. Oh, oh shit. Sick, dude. dude sick. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what it might be, though, honestly? is like a lot of this episode is Joe, like, already trying to figure out whether or not she's going to fuck Jake. And so yes. she's like... Maybe I'll go down and pay a visit to the House of God. <laughs> the riverboat strangled his arms. Uh, the house, house of God, where Jake's body was chiseled. They don't talk mm-hmm. about. They don't have the scene. It's a deleted scene wherein the rest of the cast, uh, the, the the rest of the denizens of Melrose Place, Melrose Place, has to do the blood ritual to allow Joe to enter uh, the apartment right. complex. You know, that's, that's right. Yeah, you know, it's a crazy thing where, like, you know, you have to have some of the prior tenants blood so like Rhonda had to send away to get a little sample from Sandy mm-hmm. yeah. oh hey y'all totally forgot to leave some blood behind 
Thank you for re- uh, releasing me from my blood contract. Let me go to New York, y'all. Now I can be nominated for a daytime Emmy, y'all. Oh, but I'm up to my neck in basket cases. <laughs> I sent you a check, y'all, so you can buy a new cauldron. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> That's a good call, Steve. I think the untold story of Sandy is that she runs into fucking Dwayne from Basket Case. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we start with, like, racing game music is the only way I can say. Well, actually, we start, I'm sorry, with a theme song because we are cutting in a brand new character. Uh, Daphne Zuniga, who we've already mentioned, is playing Joe. uh, This is kind of crazy. Like, wait till the episode after she's introduced before you put her in the intro for me. It was very jarring. It is jarring. It's also like, let's refilm some of this stuff. How yes. about that? Like the the yep. like, cause the, the thing is, it's very clearly like they just had Daphne Zuniga come in for a day, and she's gonna like play pool by herself. She's gonna do her one shots of her smiling at the camera for her name title, and they cut her in sort of to the, like the walk at the end. And yes. I feel like it's you like just a jib need- jab. <laughs> it is kind of like a jib jab. It's like. Uh, it's just it's so lazy like here you are you're celebrating like a new character maybe it's a thing and unlike um my 90210 uh 35 minute youtube video where i watched <laughs> all of the variations of the theme song i haven't done it for melrose place but maybe it's a thing where they were like look we'll do a big revamped one like for season two because also by that point like Rhonda's out of there <clears throat> you will have uh, amanda woodward uh, yeah. in at this point but um, all who you knows? need to do, it's it's like, hey, guys, we're doing, uh, all right, on Wednesday, we're going to do the Joe and Alice and Sheen. By the way, everybody come by uh, the studio lot to do the walk. It'll take 20 minutes tops. Just yeah, come we, to do uh, the walk. We rented out the uh, Johnny Rockets again to come in. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mancini's eating some fries as usual. <laughs> Now Joe's here, though. She's uh, also having a milkshake. Daphne, I'm sorry, all the cast members. Well, I guess they're just hungover. We're going to go to the same parking lot that they did their little strut in, and we're just going to cut you in, okay, honey? Thank you. <laughs> and though, uh, yeah, it'll be totally shameless, much like Billy's book. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for doing a book last week. We needed something. <laughs> Oh, I didn't think I could do to help the show, you know? It was such a treat to just be here filming stuff. Oh, Jesus Christ, you actually talk like that? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. Get me out of here right now. Um, uh, it is. But then we start with this like weird racing game music where Billy and Allison are running. This has Alice- to be. Sorry, but this has to be fake music. Oh, it yeah. has to oh, be. Oh, of course. Yeah. I thought I was playing fucking Cruising USA. <laughs> Cruising! <laughs> I really want to know what was originally there. Mm. Yeah, oh, I can. I'll pull up the soundtrack listing on IMDb. That's always incomplete, but we'll see what we got. I, I believe it was "Terrifier" by Pig Destroyer. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> Kevin, uh, I bet you a thousand dollars it was not that song. <laughs> uh, I'll take those odds. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I can't find it. Um, but anyways, uh, so Billy is. Um, Making Allison do a bunch of shit. Uh, this is kind of like not even a C plot. It's like an X plot because it kind of goes nowhere and ends in the middle. Uh, wherein Billy is making Allison do a bunch of shit to get over Keith. Yeah, he's read some magazine article that's like the 12 steps to get over your ex or something like that. And he's like, come on, it's step two, Allison. We got to jog out here in the 100 degree heat till you pass out in the road. <laughs> 
And she's like, you're being really annoying. I'm like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about being annoying? What are you talking about? <laughs> See that right there, Billy? That right there? That's exactly what I'm talking huh? about. Yeah, yeah, that again. <laughs> she's yep. got a great line of what's more exhausting, jogging or listening to Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I can tell you what it is. Well, that's dude, that's the thing, right? It should be like, all right, Allison, I know how much you hate my guts. So I'm going to give you a 12-pace head start, and then I'm going to start chasing you. <laughs> and you'll you'll be forgetting about Keith when you're running for your life. we got to do some cardio for the big ceremony. You want to be prepared for the blood rite tonight. If I catch you, if I catch you, Allison, you have to listen to my pitch. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, it's I actually found it in my notes. It's 12 steps to beating the blues. Uh, actually, all right, Allison, you're just moping around the house all the time. I got a way to get you out of the house. If you stay in the house, I will be loudly reading Don Quixote. <laughs> Prologue, leisurely reader. You don't need me to swear that I longed for this book born out of my own brain. Uh, and then she runs out and kills herself. Yeah. You got a you got a copy of that sitting right there? Did you I just happened to have a copy of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, and caution, Allison. I mispronounce a lot of shit, so get ready. Dutch <laughs> <laughs> um, a Wind mile. <laughs> what was that again? Dutch a pava. I like it. I like that a lot. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's important uh, in these trying times. Uh -huh. Um so she's like really annoyed by him, and that's kind of her thing. We cut back to Michael and Jane. Jane uh, welcome back to the show, Michael and Jane. Seriously. It's been a couple of weeks since your miscarriage. And um, she is being really pestered by him to join some uh, planning committee for some big uh, intern mixer that is going to be happening in a couple of days. And she's like, Michael, I really don't want to do this. I've got my own shit going on. I was like, come on, babe. It's a new voodoo. Yo, babe, come on. You always said you want to be part of the hospital family. Well, here you go. Oh, and Michael, why are you wearing the shirt of Africa to work today? Oh, yeah. That what is, is a great, that about? It's a shirt that is just the continent of Africa, like from an old school map. It's kind of cool looking, but I would feel a little self-conscious as a white guy walking around with it. Um, yeah, it's a map of the triangle trade, babe. <laughs> gold. She, she even says, like, why are you wearing this? And he's like, oh, I'm. I'm going out with uh, this guy Scott. He's uh, a pediatrician on the on the floor. He's great. Uh, he's gonna take me out on his boat, and I figure I don't know. This is the, my most boat friendly outfit. <laughs> I don't understand what self conscious means, Jane. <laughs> I hope there... it's a good boat because someday maybe I can borrow it from him and kill you with it. Good <laughs> Jake to help. <laughs> uh, on their way out, they run into uh, Daphne Zuniga as Joe. Walking into Melrose Place, a real. I do love how much this, this episode is a introductory episode for her because oh, so sure. many times like, wow, Joe, you're really interesting. Why, thank you. I am really interesting. When when Joe's not on screen, everyone needs to be asking, "Where's Joe?" It, it's also a good way of showing you like how nobody should live here. Yes, like <laughs> you have all of these people buttoned in on your shit all the time and telling you what to do all the time, and you just want to live your life. Fuck this shit. It well, does seem like, and I, Andrew, I forget because I, I watched, I've only seen like this season and a half, uh, like five years ago. So I don't remember. Joe's got something going on, which we'll learn about, but it's like she's under pressure to move out kind of quickly and quietly, it seems. Yes, she does uh, harbor a little bit of a secret 
that is revealed within this oh. first season. Oh, I know. Uh, she had an arranged marriage to a guy named Prince Valium and <laughs> yeah, uh, right. was then cracked up by uh, Lone Star, I believe, Eric. Is that the guy's name? <laughs> no, no, it's Billy, because I'm a oh. certified prince. Look at this. <laughs> by the way, she's from New York, and it's like this this Faustian bargain between New York and Los Angeles. Whenever, like, Sandy leaves, and then they have to send something in response. That makes sense. And you I like that she's must wi- send us a soul back if you are to take one from us. And she's wearing all black, I think, to really drive home the, whoa, she's not from around here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's a little dark and edgy. And there's this also this thing where she's, like, quote, unquote, rude. But I think to Chris's point, like, she's just walking in. It's like, hey, uh, you guys got any apartments? And Rhonda pops out of nowhere. It's like, well, I need a roommate. And she's like, nah. And she's like, well, how about we switch? And it's like, that's fine. But, like, what's the rent? Um, how many, you know what I mean? Like, what's, lot of what's questions the utilities are, kind of yeah, a situation? Yeah, a lot of questions here are not being asked. And then, like, before you know it, she's like, okay, Rhonda, we'll get your shit out of here by this afternoon because I'm <laughs> moving into this fucking apartment. And I was like, whoa, there's way, like... Jane says, because Michael's like, oh, I got to go to work, but my wife will show you the apartment. <laughs> and like, is that how he said it? I think that was exactly like that. It was that. a yeah. clip. We edited in yeah. a clip. Oh, how good. Nice work. Uh, officially licensed from Spelling <laughs> Entertainment. Uh, no, but he's like, you know, Jane can show you around or whatever. And Jane specifically is like, okay, so we need you to fill out an application and blah, blah, blah. And she's just like, got it. Perfect. Rhonda. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, no, you haven't been accepted yet. She just walks out and is like, I will see you at, what, you know, it's like four o'clock. I'm going to be back here. This place better be vacant. It's really something. I mean, it's, it's so weird because, and she also needs a two bedroom because she has a dark room because she's a photographer. That's yes. kind of her thing. And she's like, oh, you know, we got a lot of creative types around here in Melrose Place. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yep, like, you know no. what I mean? Like, I don't, Ugh. I don't need to know about who's, who's fucking who. It's none of my business. I just oh. want a place to sleep. Your photographer, our creative type. Yeah, we got a lot of unemployed people here at Melrose. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how it should have been conveyed. You're absolutely right. Uh, we see Michael on his boat. It's kind of a useless scene. It's just him and this dude, Scott, kind of introducing introducing you to the concept of this guy <laughs> who seems like a really nice guy. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, and the whole thing here is like it's this interns mixer where the new hospital interns, you know, are going to meet, like, doctors that are working at the hospital. And the whole idea is, like, if you can get in and, like, meet some, you know, doctors, shake some hands, that kind of a thing, like, it'll put you in a better position uh, for when you're, like, leaving your internship and looking to be, you know, a full-on doctor at the hospital. So Michael's whole thing is, like, I got to be great to this guy, Scott, because he holds my future in his hands. Oh, you're missing the kapleeg at the end of that <laughs> yeah. that he says very loudly. He's, uh, and then we cut to Jane and this woman. Uh, I forgot her name already. Liz. Liz. Uh, and they're kind of hitting These are, off. by the way, these are the McBains. Can I <laughs> yes, just point Mike. that out? The McBain couple. Love it. <laughs> Mancini! <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh liz and uh and uh jane become fast friends they're just hitting it off about being doctor's wives and then like uh michael and scott show up and it's like well we're going to dinner no ma- no two and no two ways about it buster browns and like they're all like okay that'll be fun they go out to dinner and this woman has a black eye now and it's like oh no dude and she's like telling this ridiculous story about like 
getting hit in the face with like a burst pipe or some shit. And, you're and like Scott like, oh, is like, man. make it sexy. She's like, well, I was naked at the time. It's just this weird, <laughs> like, it is one, it's your classic, like, you know, and not classic in a funny way, but like a story that uh, somebody who's uh, being abused makes up to uh, account for their, uh, you know, blemishes. What's actually and, going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's a, it's, a, it's a very bizarre way to do it. Is all well, I'll say. The, be- the nudity. Well, also because Mike Mancini is kind of like the whole, like most of the episode is him being like, do we really want to talk about this? Mm-hmm. Like literally like the episode, like, are we, are we really doing this? Are we going to do this really? Well, you can also tell Scott, uh, not only is he saying like, make it sexy or whatever, he's trying to hijack the story and like tell it, you know, his way or whatever. Like he keeps yeah. cutting her off yeah. and they're having this awkward fight where she's like, no, let me tell it. And I'm just like, oh man. And like Jane gets it right away, and Michael's like, "This guy's the best." Oh, here's the mozzarella sticks. Uh, uh, yes. Um, here is forty-eight my, uh, mozzarella sticks for you, Michael. That's your entree, uh, that's- <laughs> dude. I, you know what? Mozzarella stick challenge, man. I don't know that I could do forty-eight, but I could eat a lot of. Great question. Yeah, the lower forty-eight. <laughs> I don't know. The, 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 the weird thing about mozzarella sticks is. It's it's always different, right? Are we talking about those like flat Fridays esque mozzarella sticks? No, I'm talking Ugh. about you know, <laughs> yeah, those are no, guys. There's no bad mozzarella stick. Oh, I've had bad mozzarella really? sticks too. Yeah. If you get kinds where like the breading is too thick, but, but and then the it's kind of the, like a fish fry with cheese inside of I it. I think I've had that style, but <laughs> it's like it's still fucking cheese, so I'm happy. Fair enough, but let's say, just for the sake of argument, that, you know, this mozzarella stick challenge, it's just your standard like, you know, cylindrical sure. three-inch mozzarella stick. Gotcha. A couple three-inchers. Um, <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm topping out at like 30 maybe tops. Oh, man, that's a lot. Yeah, oh. I think I think it'd be two this. dozen, and that's where I, I'd probably mm-hmm. wind up. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, given the opportunity, given the proper motivation, I could I could do it all. I could go all the way. <laughs> we could be the uh, we could be the Joey Chestnut of mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> go over the top. The, I mean, I guess clear my schedule for the next day, though. <laughs> are you dipping in in marinara sauce? Because that might make it go down quicker. But then that's more. It's a little heavier. At that that's, point. that's yeah. True. I mean, that's the gamble Devil's you make. Bargain, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's up to the the mozzarella stick eater. Here's and what ha- I think. I think you ha- you you down like five to f- fifteen, and then like to relube the throat, you 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 get some of that marinara on the next couple. Depends. Yep. Depends on the uh, temperature of that uh, that marinara sauce too. If it's too hot, you're gonna scold, and then you're losing whole seconds. Mm, but then <laughs> gooey cheese true. goes down easy. <laughs> I'm getting kind of hungry. Can, can you isolate that so I could just listen to it? <laughs> gooey cheese goes down easy. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, thankfully, meanwhile, uh, you know, um, Allison again is just like being bullied by Billy at this point. She's just like, you know, I'm just gonna go to bed. He's like, Allison, it's eight o'clock. Come on, let's go get a cappuccino, dude. It's insane. <laughs> this, I think, is one of the creepiest Billy Campbell lines we've had yet. Yes, because oh, he's like, you know, Allison, I've been keeping track of your sleeping, <laughs> and I was like, what did you just say? He's like, it's been fifteen hours a day. That's way too much. He pulls down a chart like it's a big map, and it's just all the places she's been over the last week. <laughs> uh, and he's saying something, you know, like, oh, I'm just scared you're going to call him, like call Keith back or whatever. 
Oh yeah? Okay, try sleeping through this. Chapter 47. <laughs> Finding himself dust-crated and hoisted onto a cart, Don Quixote said, I have read many profound accents of knight errantry. Oh, is that, oh, what was that sound? Oh, is Allison jumping out the window. <laughs> oh, it's Hanging so. Hanging the ceiling fan. It's so fucking creepy. I mean, it's like, he's basically, like, his argument is like, oh, I'm saving you from depression, Allison. <laughs> and it's like, nobody, and she even says, like, dude, nobody fucking asked you, dude. Like, I, I'm going through this, but he's like, oh, we just want you to get back to normal. And she's like, well, maybe I won't get back to normal because my life has been ruined by a tall fucking, a tall dude. <laughs> by a stupid tall marine biologist who wouldn't divorce his wife and i have a piece of shit roommate goodbye <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a, got a lot to do with it um joe is, now runs afoul of the riverboat strangler here she's moving in and he's like don't ever use your water pipes when i'm using my water pipes here's a coupon to the local riverboat <laughs> he's like looking at her he like picks up a box that she has and she's like what are you cia or just fucking nosy and he's like no i just it was in front of my house so it's mine it's like i don't know dude i think his thing is like you know i tried to open my door to leave my house and a box was in front of it so uh mine <laughs> <laughs> i guess so and like they're kind of it's kind of flirty, but it is like Jake is really everyone is like really trying to be friends with this woman. And aside from the fact that and this is when Jake is like, oh, yeah, by the way, the water situation is, you know, it's kind of shitty. If you use your hot water, I can't use mine and vice versa. So we have to like kind of keep in touch when we're going to be showering or whatever. And that's when I'm like, OK, cool. I'm going to move like everyone <laughs> has been horrible and I'm going to move. Yeah, and also, like, you've proven you can move pretty fast, Joe. So, like, just pack all those boxes again and try apartment number two, you like, know? Like, Billy and Allison, I think, are trying to be friends. Jake is trying to fuck her from the, like, beginning. From yes. The, yeah. I was, yeah. was kind of surprised he didn't bring up the fact that he fucked the lady who lived here before her. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, is, like, Joe is the Sandy replacement, yeah. so, just you know. So, just so you know, I fuck everyone who lives in this apartment. <laughs> Sooner or later, you'll be mine. <laughs> one, one day, Rhonda will fall too, and then I will have them all. <laughs> Threesome with Michael and Jane a couple of weeks ago. That was hot. That was pretty great. The pizza was delicious too beforehand. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Mm, but then That's gooey cheese good. goes down easy. I've even made out with Mel Rowe. Gotta catch them all. Know what I mean? <laughs> There's a weird thing that Joe says uh, where. Um, someone i don't know if it was Rhonda. someone in the building like basically gave her the rundown of who everybody is or something like that because she's like because he says oh i'm jake and she goes oh jake the motorcycle aficionado <laughs> she says Rhonda gave her the rundown of it was Rhonda. okay yeah it's like there's billy the writer da, 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 and then she's like jake the nosy one and there's something like that and he's like <laughs> all right message received like i don't know i don't know how many times you have to hear to leave this fucking woman alone Oh, well, she also says, uh, when he introduces himself or something, she goes to introduce herself, Joe, the private type. Yes, exactly. Like, like i.e., yeah, get the fuck out of my face. Um, that conversation ends with a steamy line, though, where she goes, uh, I'll think of you every time I shower. Yeah. <laughs> nice! Mm, just, just laying the groundwork. By the way, we should say at the end of that dinner scene, uh, Jane and uh, Liz go to the bathroom, 
And Liz is wearing this really flowy big outfit to hide a bunch of stuff. And Jane's like, oh, weird. You have a stain. Let me just rip your clothes off in the middle of this bathroom. And she finds, uh, oops, that this woman has bruises all over her body. And she kind of gets, she now gets the picture. On the way back, Michael is like, Jane, you're crazy. You're crazy. He owns, <laughs> listen, Jane, he owns a boat. How could he hit his wife? It's all I'm going to say. It's all I'm going to say. No man who's ever owned a boat has abused his wife. It's a rule. It's also weird, like, I don't understand what this line is, because he's, they're arguing, like, in the cars. By the way, he's driving this boxy-ass 1990s fucking, like, Mulder and Scully rental car thing. I love this automobile that he's got going on. And they're talking about, like, whether or not, you know, they need to get involved or whatever. And Michael's, like, instantly not believing that this woman's being beaten. And he goes, when did you get so nosy? And her response is, well, when did you get so political? And I was like, what? I think political meaning uh, caring about his future at the hospital. Oh, right, 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 right. The 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 politics of the hospital, hospital, not like, you know, whatever. I mean, maybe it was political in terms of like, I don't know, whatever the fuck George Bush was spouting off about at this point. Yeah, there was a there was like a C plot line that was cut out with uh, Michael going door to door for H.W. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I mean, if he doesn't care about men beating their wives, then he's going to love Donald Trump. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, Andrew, did you notice who plays Liz? I couldn't. Rec- I thought it was um, oh uh, the woman from Empty Nest, but it wasn't. It's uh, Lisa Waltz who did who did one of the like first big X Files episodes, Shadows, where the ghost guy is killing all the all the um, like this lady has a boss who died, uh-huh. and then he comes back as a ghost and like kills everybody who tries to kill her. Oh, I yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that one. Okay, so she's like the the creep of the week in that episode. Well, I, guess. I mean, or she's f- she's not a creep, but like, yeah, yeah, she's battling the creep of the week. Yes, that is it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought she uh, first was uh, Park Overall from Empty Nest, and she looks a little bit like her. Yeah, she's nope. like a voice on the critic. Anywho, um, oh, that's um, cool. I've been itching for some X Files rewatching. The first season's might, good. Might have to have. Well, there's a lot of good seasons. Uh, might have to do that at some point. So, um, Joe is still moving in. Billy shows up, and he's. I think he helps her move a box or something. Oh, he's carrying. No, he's carrying the hilarious huge plant. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, thanks so much." It's like, "Oh yeah, uh, what are you doing?" She's like, "Well, I'm a photographer." She's like, "Oh, good. I'm a writer." And she's like, "Wow, I didn't know real writers were." And I was like, "You know what? Fuck." You. Like, oh, dude. He, he freaks out. He's like, bloody. "Oh, that freaking attitude!" You know, if you hate love New York so much, why don't you stay there? He does ha- like the line is something about, uh, like you know, you love all you New Yorkers love talking shit about LA. Then why do you all move out here? Yes. And I was like, well, you'll find out soon enough, Billy. But also, yeah, you kind of have a point. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, she calls him Bill at one point too. That was unsettling. Yeah, that's true. But 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 she's right. Like he's not a real writer. He <laughs> he had a canceled column in like a free zine, and then he wrote the hackiest screenplay in the world. Look, I wrote about my life adventures for the Penny Saver. <laughs> and you know who gets the Penny Saver? Everybody, Joe. Everybody. And I do think uh, I agree with Joe here. I, I'm not uh, super comfortable calling a grown man Billy, so I'm going to call him <laughs> Bill. Yeah. yeah. Until I'm really corrected. Um, yep. Her phone rings here. It's a big clue. Uh, rings a bunch, and she doesn't pick it up. 
And Billy's like, well, that's odd. And it's like, it's none of your business. You have no idea. You know what I mean? Like, leave it alone. And he is hanging on this unpicked up phone call for the <laughs> rest of the episode. Um, who doesn't pick up a fucking phone, Allison? <laughs> what I want to know. You know who doesn't, Allison? Spies. <laughs> I think Joe's a spy. I'm going to go write about it. <laughs> yeah, why don't you do that? <laughs> she worked for HW. <laughs> <laughs> um... Meanwhile, Mike and Jane, Michael and Jane are still kind of arguing about this the next day, whether or not uh, this guy's abusive. And she kind of settles on a really hacky line where she's like, well, maybe I just got too into that movie of the week that I watched last year. And Michael's like, well, there you go. It's you watching all that feminine crap. I'm going to call the cable company and get lifetime banned. I told you we should be confronting these evils in season one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Dude, just the idea of like, oh boy, I guess it was just that movie I watched. Like, I'm sorry, Jane, you yes. took off this woman's shawl and there's <laughs> fucking finger-shaped bruises on both of her arms. You know what's up. Your husband's a piece of shit, which you also know. Go with your gut here. But maybe the movie did it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I mean, like, also, like... Any time a woman has a black eye, you, it's a real like red fucking flag. Like what's happening? It's like oh, and then it's and, and whenever it's like clumsy, clumsy old me, it's like uh, unless it's like boxing class. When she said exploded pipe, I'm like a pipe went into your eye. I'm like this would be a much like harder like there would be a a bandage over this. Yes. Um, so um she so like what well, that that's kind of that we kind of go back we're doing some laundry right about we're here. doing some laundry this is when allison uh very depressed allison uh is trying to do some sad laundry she finds keith's shirt and is really <laughs> sniffing the shit out of it dude dude it's like he fucking died or yes. something it's it's the broke back sniff it is yeah. it is a hard core gyllenhaal sniff right here it's i can <laughs> smell his lameness no you know what it is she's smelling the beach man she just misses uh, that beach house wow. that's true dude you know? i think it's got nothing to do with keith i think anyone could live in that beach house maybe someone, except billy someone should make a cologne called the beach <laughs> um yeah uh so joe comes down here now she's trying to do laundry and of course everything sucks at melrose place and i mean i guess the idea is like you know, we're just like 20-something starting out, man. It's like, I don't know. If the fucking laundry machine doesn't work, Michael's got to fucking fix it. Totally. I should and not Melrose be having needs to, to replace it. Yeah, I should not be having to kick appliances to make them work. And, you know, if your laundry room is like quarter operated or whatever, there's also some line about like, oh, beware, the dryer eats quarters. Like, I think Billy tells her that or something. And I'm like... Why is that a thing you just accept? <laughs> fucking fix it. Well, because you get these bonding moments over laundry. We saw one with, with Jake and Billy recently. Now we get one with, with Joe and Allison. And it's just this kicking and laughing and laughing and kicking. <laughs> Allison, you know the laundry machines would work for you if you gave me your monthly blood pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they accept blood. <laughs> You're oh, still using quarters. What for? I made it blood operated. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta. Um, for the dryer, it's kids' blood. For the washer, it's your blood. Um, it's real easy, though. They upgraded the system last summer. It's just a pinprick. It's just like a diabetes test. <laughs> See, they kicked it so hard, their feet started to bleed, and it was like that's why it activated. <laughs> Acceptable. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just, I mean, like, moving into Melrose Place, I'm surprised nobody, uh, Billy isn't coming around with a large drink for her to have every day. Oh, this will help you. Oh. <laughs> oh, drink up, Joe. Drink right up. You need to be intoxicated at all times here at Melrose Place. I mean, I'm shocked they didn't organize, like, a barbecue by the pool as, like, yeah. a, as an event for the new arrival. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, again, this show kind of blunders. And, I mean, like, I, you know, talking about domestic abuse is always important. But, like, when you're trying to introduce a new character, like, it just makes me not think about this new character because of, right. you know what I mean? Like, as always, they never know how to land the plane on this show <laughs> or juggle anything. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, Al, uh, Jane is meeting back with Liz. Oh, by the way, uh, Joe, and, Joe, and, yeah, Joe and Allison become fast friends. Uh because of the bond over laundry, Jane and Liz are uh, hanging out doing this fucking decorating, and like Liz finally comes clean, like, "Oh yeah, he hit me, but it was just the one time." And now we're like, we're full on doing it, um, and she admits it. Um, and then it's the night of the big old mixer, and on the way there, Michael's like, "Listen, nobody knows. She's not asking you for help. She's still alive. It's none of our business." It's all a Lifetime movie, Jane. It's all <laughs> Lifetime movies. And those always work out fine. So we just got to hang back, and then it'll be over with soon. Oh, go! Oh, unless, um, you know what, Jane? I've watched some of those Lifetime movies. You don't want to be the neighbor. The neighbor always gets it, okay? <laughs> you could die, Jane. You could fucking die. Now shut up and get in there. You know what, Jane? I watched a Lifetime movie, too, last week. It was called The Nosy Neighbor, but go! <laughs> Uh, so he's like, listen, we don't know what's going on, and we certainly won't know tonight. Just give me tonight. It's a really important mixer. We go to the mixer. Uh, everyone's having a blast except for Liz, who's sitting by herself. Allison goes up to her, and she's like, hey, are you okay? You can talk to me. She kind of storms away, and Scott goes up to Jane. And here's the thing, Scott. Oh, man. <laughs> you're in public. You know what I mean? Like, this is not. This is mm -hmm. not your. You, you really got to be on your best behavior here. You know yep. that you're you're on thin ice as as it is, and he grabs Jane at yep. least twice, and he's like, "Listen, Jane, I don't know what you think you heard." Kind of a thing. He puts Dude, a switchblade in her nose and says, <laughs> "You know what happened to nosy kitties? They lose their noses." It's L.A. It's an awful like. Uh, he's like, "Oh, you women," and yes. then like grabs her. Ooh. This dude's losing it in public. Not a great, not a great idea for and you, scumbag. And then Michael shows up, and he's like, "Oh, what's going on over here?" And he's like, "Oh, Michael." Oh, uh, uh, she's like, "What are you saying?" And he's like, "I don't know, Jane. I had six drinks. I don't know what I'm saying." I'm like, you fucking weirdo, man. You fucking scumbag. Forget it, Jane. It's Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes, "Oh, Michael, good to see you." You know, you got to meet Maldonado uh, in, in pediatricians. He's a great guy, diehard Italian. He's going to love you. <laughs> oh, that gets his fucking nose up in the air. Does, oh, there's another one. Where is he? Oh. I don't even. What is a diehard? Like, is he. You could say full blooded Italian. Mm -hmm. a, like, you, you could be a diehard Mets fan. Like, yeah, you know I what I mean? Yeah. Like, this should be a diehard starring Bruce Willis sequel, diehard Italian, and he's jumping off the fucking leaning tower of Pisa <laughs> as it explodes. I, Look, I, come, to, to, come to the Malfi Coast, have a few laughs. <laughs> I gotta say, a diehard Italian, I hear that, and I'm thinking the guy's got like posters of Mussolini in his fucking home. <laughs> That's the thing. He's, yeah, pictures of Mussolini. He's, he eats nothing that doesn't have tomato sauce on it. Dude fucking loves Christopher Columbus. Like, he's a diehard Italian. 
Um, Danny uh, Aiello is the is the star <laughs> of Do the Right Thing. He's the good one. Are they going to say Danny Aiello is the is the picture the 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 poster boy for being a diehard Italian. <laughs> yes, oh, well, that that also could have been something there. Yeah, exactly. He uh, he fucking hates uh, Michael in The Godfather because he's the one who's trying to make the family go clean. <laughs> no, everybody's got to make a fucking living. I'm a diehard Italian. Much like uh, what is it? Is it was it? Oh, Chris Cuomo, not the governor, the idiot on TV, who uh, said that. Saying calling someone Fredo is like the N word for Italians. You ever remember that one? Oh, no, I do man. remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that always tickled me. Like, oh. that's, no, it's just like a nuclear insult for you. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. you know, a reference to a film that was came out in my lifetime <laughs> and is also <laughs> specifically the referencing the failed doofus younger brother, exactly. Yeah. And diehard Italians definitely have that saying on a plaque above their doorway. <laughs> oh, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to Jay, uh, to Joe and Allison. They're having some cocktails in, in Joe's place, and this is and this is what Allison needs: get good and drunk, go out of the town with 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 a friend of yours that isn't your mouth breathing roommate. Exactly, just go out. They're drinking just tequila and lime juice. Whew. Oh my god, they're getting fucking lit. They're sharing stories. Joe mentioned she's recently divorced. Uh, there is this poster. There's a, pic, a big picture of, and it's clearly like Daphne Zuniga in black and white. And Allison's like, who's that? I'm like, it's, like, <laughs> it's the person sitting to your left. It is kind of funny, though. I have to I have to give it up uh, right here to, to What's-Her-Face. Um, Courtney Thorne-Smith? Yeah, because we, we've been busting on her a lot on the show. But there was a great fucking reaction here because they're both supposed to be drunk-ish. And you know she she does the who is that and Joe's like, uh, oh you know that's me a younger me a married me or whatever it is and her reaction is she just goes, oh <laughs> like like a wasted like huh <laughs> so great oh but, I mean Jake's hot right yeah let's change the subject from whatever that was yeah well that's how she gets her to talk about oh yeah you know my husband. Uh, back in New York, yada, 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 I was in a bad place, this, that, and the other thing. Yada, 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 Pizza the Hut, you know. <laughs> yada, 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 something called barf. <laughs> she yada, yada over the best part. <laughs> I have not seen, uh, I haven't seen Spaceballs in quite some time. I gotta just, I just gotta I, bite the I, bullet I, and do it. Yeah, I still really like it. I might be a minority there, but um, it's fun. Yeah. I, I think I've talked about this before where I will... You know, it's like the weather. I will flip flop on Mel Brooks movies, but the last time I rewatched Spaceballs was maybe, ah, uh, jeez, so definitely like the last apartment. So I don't maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago, something like that. It held up. I was <laughs> laughing. I was having a good time. Got to give it a shot. Um, yeah. So like they wind up going to shooters. She's like, let's get out of here. They go to shooters. Uh, there's two hunks uh, that are playing pool with them. They are losing. They've lost a couple of games. And then J- Joe is like, well, why don't we raise the stakes? And it's like, cool, 80 bucks or you go- have to go out with us. And it's always, I-, I don't know. Like, it's it's always bizarre betting with a date kind of a thing. Mm. Right. Especially when you're already in the middle of a night out. So <laughs> yes. it's like, what are we talking about? Like, does this night continue and we're obligated to hang out with you? Or are we talking like separate invitations for a different evening i mean it's creepy no matter which way you slice it because it's just like okay the bet is if i beat you at pool we have sex <laughs> yeah, it's, that's yeah the implication. No, it's, it is 
creepy anyway. Yeah. So uh, Joe's like, you're on. Um, and she winds <laughs> up uh, sinking the whole, uh, is very good at pool. She like nails every shot. The guy's like, you cheated us, you bitch. And she's like, well, this bitch just beat your ass. And kind of storms off. This guy, by the way, yeah. what is, is, going on is ready to risk it all at shooters. Because <laughs> he's ready to fight this woman. And like people are holding him back as they storm out. It's crazy. It's the other guy that they're playing pool. Like one guy just loses it. And he's like, that's it. I'm going to throw away my whole life and beat this woman up in this bar in front of 50 people. And the other guy's like, wait a second, Jeff. Maybe that's not a great idea. <laughs> and is trying to like hold him back. And no, like. Everyone in this crowded bar is like, is that guy chasing that woman? Because like, he is like running from the back of this bar. Jeff, 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 how about we don't break the beer bottle, okay? How about, how about we don't do that? Huh? I, I just love how this this episode is like, you know, we're going to balance this. This is pretty heavy. This guy's beating his wife. This is heavy. Let's, let's balance it with having some almost assault on other women. <laughs> Dangerous place. Los Angeles in the early 90s, man. It's a dangerous place to be a woman. That city will chew you up and spit you out, dude. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you know, so Michael and Scott kind of get into a little bit at the in the in the intern locker room. And he's like, listen, I could never beat my wife. I love her so much. He's like, good chicks out with me. And well, Michael's really doing this, like, I don't know, man. Whatever you do at home is your business. Uh, me and Jane is staying out of it. Which that is like Which, the fucking most cowardly piece of shit line, and, Michael. And how about this, dude? You're a fucking diehard Italian yourself, Mr. Mancini. How about like, okay, sure, you you know whatever you guys do at home is whatever you do at home. Hey, why are you grabbing my wife? Like that's that's my number one. Yeah, that's, where, that's what I'm leading with is why are you grabbing my wife uh, at at parties? But, I uh, mean. The interesting thing is that knowing where Mike ends up in this series as yes. it goes on, this is kind of him talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> it is so weird to think about where Michael Mancini goes and where he starts. And, like, it's just this bizarre – like, because he is an outright supervillain at some point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's what, one what is thing he to, doing? Like, ki- killing people? Kind of, sort of, right? Well, he's like – there's a thing that happens later, and we, unfortunately, in, in this run of – Melro Tuono will not get to it, but eventually when he starts like sleeping with Kimberly Shaw and then like Jane finds out about it, she makes him go to marriage counseling and like a light switch, he turns on this sociopathic like, I don't know what she's talking about. I mean, our uh, marriage is totally fine. <laughs> she's crazy. It's like that kind of a thing. I like, thought you've been watching movies again. I think you're going to talk about Batman the Animated Series. Uh, He gets hypnotized and he becomes Two-Face kind of a thing. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be a nice twist. I mean, he does wind up like also. Let me talk to Big Mike. Big Mike doesn't like to be talked to. (laughs) Mrs. Torrance. (laughs) But yeah, like, I mean, there's some crazy shit. Also, like, Kimberly turns out to be fucking wild and crazy also. So, like, with their powers combined kind of a thing. <laughs> he's not like an outright serial killer. He's just like a totally uh, insane sociopath kind of thing. Is, is he the one who's lighting up the dynamite or is it Kimberly? It, that's Kimberly starts the fire at the end of like whatever it is, like the second or third season. Like There's she, dynamite? She, she, <laughs> she blows up like part of the apartment complex <laughs> or oh, something like that. It's insane. I'm um, so excited for it's this. It's why I will keep watching this show while we're on hiatus with it and then just gladly rewatch it later. Yes, we are, we, are, we are coming back in a big bad way with both of these shows in Patreon either at the end of this year or the beginning of the next. Guaranteed. So everyone relax. Um, <laughs> but as we're continuing, uh, so that's kind of... 
that's kind of the end of the Michael and Scott scene. They kind of he kind of barely confronts him and just basically says rolls over. It's just the whole like uh, Michael. I would never, mm-hmm. you know. And then, well, good enough for me. Go go. Later that night, uh, they get a call, and um, it's like really inconveniencing Michael Mancini's night out at the movies. By the <laughs> yeah, way. that's a really this good point. This dude is going on and on at the start of the scene. It's like Jade, we're missing the previews. Go. Do you oh, know what came out the day that this episode oh, came oh, out? Yeah, Thank you looked you, it up. What do we got, box office story? Okay, so there's two of them that were opening literally the day this episode aired. What? I always go opening night. The one is Disney's Aladdin. Mm, yeah, but the that's one, for babies. <laughs> the one I prefer to imagine they saw was previous episode Traces of Red with Linda. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's and, it. Yep, and Jim yep, Belushi. Yep. yep, yep I yep, never yep. miss Jim in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jim, I'm your number one fan, best blues brother. I mean, yeah, the right Belushi died. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and I mean, also, like, dude, you, I hate people that fucking play fast and loose with this shit. You should not be in risk of missing the previews. That's on yep. you, Michael. Yep. No, you this is out insane. the house 30 minutes ago. It's insane. Uh, but they get a call, and it's Liz, and she's like, I really need help. And then it turns into the beginning of, of Invisible Man, uh, of the Invisible Man from this year, because we drive <laughs> out, and she's by herself, um... They pick her up. She is really, really beat up. It's very this, this pickup scene. At. Really quickly, this pickup scene. Not a, not uh, shockingly, not a lot of comedy to be mined from this. Certainly. However, just due to like, it's the early '90s. He's driving this boxy fucking two door car to pick her up, uh, and then this music hits. What you're looking at is sort of like. One and the same from an Unsolved Mysteries reenactment. <laughs> yeah. Like, because they up this, like, spooky music mm-hmm. as they're, like, pulling up to the house. And, like, here's, you know, Liz is, like, standing in the driveway, like, in a trench coat, kind of hiding and everything. And I'm just imagining, like, Liz McBain was last seen being picked up by two friends. <laughs> Update. Do you have any information? Update. Scott McBain, formerly of Melrose Hospital, has... Quit. <laughs> uh, just quit. Scott McBain is now working in the Trump administration on the response to the COVID panic. <laughs> Update. Update. Scott McBain says you don't need to wear a mask. Oh, mercy. Um, I yes, just they wish pick I her was up. dead sometimes. I really <laughs> wish I was dead, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, put me down for that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I'll have uh, four for wishing we were dead. <laughs> I'll have what they're having. I <laughs> uh, wish you were dead. Wish you were dead. Wish you were dead. Yeah, four. I uh, wish you were dead. <laughs> um, they go back. They're uh, they're cleaning Liz up. Uh, Michael has a scene here where he apologizes to Liz because he didn't believe her and like, oh, he's just so charming. And she's like, yeah, that's what he's charming with me. They have a nice hug. James- the thing that's crazy, you can kind of see. So, just speaking of like the you know, lunacy that he gets involved in later. There's a thing where she's like, you know, he wasn't like this when we got married. It's all the hospital. The hospital did this. He works so much at the hospital. He's seen all these horrors at the hospital. And like the shot is on Mancini. uh, And he's just like staring at her like wide eyed, like, Oh boy, the hospital's gonna do that to me. It does, right? It I does. mean, it's it alive, does. I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so they 
they just they they kind of come to an understanding that this guy's a piece of shit. They're gonna get her out. Um, meanwhile, Joe and Allison end their night uh, uh, at, at the at the dunes where Allison made out with Jake, uh, which is where she takes <laughs> dunes, all of the dates. I think they're in the hills. The hills. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and they're just you know Joe's revealing more about herself. She takes out these pills, which are you know her therapist recommended she takes. And she's like, I don't need a safety net anymore, and she throws them away. And I'm like. That's not really triumphant. (laughs) Well, I think what you're supposed to take from this is she has some line about like, well, they're doctor prescribed, but my husband made the doctor prescribe Mm -hmm. them kind of a thing. Got it. And let's just say that that's more of her secret. Well, time for some violent mood swings. I'm throwing these pills out cold turkey. (laughs) The craziest detail. I'm tired of not having hallucinations. (laughs) Yeah. The craziest detail in this whole thing is that Joe calls Allison Al. I guess, and it, I just started singing that Paul Simon no. song. <laughs> Chevy Chase comes down, puts down a chair. <laughs> exactly. I think Chevy that, Chase brings the pill bottle back up the hill. I guess I'll like, take these. I'll take these. <laughs> glug glug glug. Swallow it. I think that's the thing. Is like they're trying to make her sound a little different than the other characters. So she's yeah. calling him Al and Bill. Maybe she'll call Jake J at some point. Oh, J. Oh, that could be. Uh, so she's going to call Rhonda Ronnie. They're going to have to call Rhonda much in a couple of weeks. Um, uh. So she winds up. <laughs> she leaves the show. Uh, she, she does. Yes. She uh, the last scene with Michael and Scott is back in the intern locker room. And he's like, I don't know what she told you, man, but she's lying. And this is when Michael gets kind of violent with the dude. He's like. You want to fucking hit somebody? You hit me, Baba Ghoul. And it's like that kind of a thing. Yeah. We're doing that. And it's like, listen, I'm going to go. Is it get into 11, right? And he's like, no, I'm not. I didn't tell 11. But I'm about to. Uh, and he's, he's like, but you should do it yourself. And then he's like, will you come with me as a friend? Yikes. And I'm like, I, no, I don't. I don't owe you shit, you fucking piece of garbage. Yeah, no thanks, wife beater. Go fucking quit your job on your own, you piece of shit. No, how does it even like work? Like you go into the office with the guy, and he's like, "Okay, uh, well, well, what did both of you need to see me uh, for?" (laughs) The receptionist, like at the front of the doctor's office, is like, "Well, uh, uh, Scott, you know, we're not going to let you in to resign unless you have your resignation, buddy, with you." Oh, Michael, I didn't see you there. (laughs) All right, come on in. At, At first, Michael refuses. But then while Scott is waiting in the hallway like a, a sad puppy dog, we should feel bad for Scott, by the way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we, you know, um, uh, he, he, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, the stress of the job, Steve. He's saving so many lives. Mm. He's allowed to take a few. <laughs> That's a good point, Eric. And, and he's willing to, you know, quit his job. So, you know, he, he, he suffered too, Steve. Mm. It's double bullshit because they try to add up that sympathy uh, with him by making him a pediatric surgeon. Yes. So on top of that all, it's like, oh, but Michael, you just don't understand. These kids keep dying. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that they do that. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you should so be a better doctor. Yeah, and maybe you shouldn't be a fucking wife beater, you shitty doctor. Well, yeah, he's quitting doctor because he's shitty. He's going professional <laughs> with, the, with the wife beating. And- he uh, wants to stop the importing and focus solely <laughs> on the export. And when he starts working for Trump, then he'll be killing kids for real. This yeah, that's for sure. He's going to be the f- fucking ICE detention center surgeon. Michael, these kids just keep dying. We just got to find, like, a cage that we can put him in <laughs> off to the side and people will forget about him and let him die there. Funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> what a great idea. <laughs> 
Um, so that uh, bad news, uh, he uh, Michael does go with him to help him resign or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's another Joe scene, right? Are we done? Yeah, with the Joe? the end scene, the last moments of the episode are with Joe. Um, oh, that's right. Well, it's, it's, yeah. first it's Billy and Allison, and Allison's yes. just like, you know, Billy, I think I needed my night out with Joe. Uh, it really helped me get over this whole thing. Well, fucking finally. Dude, he is sitting it like she comes home from her night out with Joe and he's sitting and she's like, Oh, you waited up for me again. He's sitting there reading one of her like red book magazines or whatever in this fucking ridiculous Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, you if you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt, you should be going to a barbecue or the bar at the very least. You shouldn't be at <laughs> home reading in a They're Hawaiian not, shirt. You're totally right, Chris Cabin. They are not hanging around the house shirts. No. <laughs> and it's just I don't understand this like you, Allison, need to sit Billy down and be like, "Listen, dude, if you don't keep, if you keep this shit up, you have to move out. You can't be monitoring my moods, waiting up for me when I go out without you. It's totally okay." Yep, exactly. Uh, I, also, I love that he was like going through the magazines, taking these tests of what what a perfect man is, and he's like, "I got it. <laughs> I'm perfect." He uh, oh, well, he's also given a bit of confidence right here because he's complaining like, "Oh, you're out all night with Joe, huh?" Well, Joe, 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 Joey, Joe, Joe, Shabadoo. <laughs> you know, she, she doesn't <laughs> always pick up the phone. Just saying. <laughs> you know, Allison, this is crazy. I'm glad you had such a great time with Joe, but earlier this afternoon, her phone rang. She didn't even pick it up. <laughs> all right, that's it, Allison. We're done with Don Quixote. Here we go. <laughs> Frank Herbert's Dune. <laughs> <laughs> she all, but she fucking empowers him again right here though, because she goes, "Don't worry, Billy, you're still my best friend." No way, no. best friend. You gotta not give this guy any more room. It's oh, bad. It's insane. Um. So uh, the last scene is Joe. Uh, is this what she's talking to her dad or something? Or no? The, oh, we sh yeah, we should say the thing is she. When she moves into the apartment earlier on, she does. She makes a phone call. Got it. She calls her father. She's like, "Hey, Dad, I'm all right. I'm in LA. I'll tell you more later. I gotta go." Like that's a mysterious phone call. But the yeah, the end. Of oh, it that's is, right. It's, it's Grant Show. Like it just cuts to Grant Show opening the shower curtain. I was like, "Holy God, look at that!" Well, that's that, <laughs> this I think, dude is in shape. I mean, I think somebody uh, Aaron Spell is like, "Listen, uh, you know, we introduced the new woman. Good deal." Dealing with this other subplot, a little heavy. We need a little beefcake. Oh, my my plates look a little... We got a lot of vegetables, no beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that cucumber, though, my goodness. <laughs> He's named Grant Show for a reason, right? Oh. Now we get the show. Grant Show and Tell. Come on, Grant. <laughs> uh, Open so the curtain. He's huffing and puffing because she's showering when he's supposed to be showering or she's using the water so he's like fucking practically naked and it is glorious he runs up bangs bangs on her door by the way you can't be fucking cop knocking for a water issue this is totally rude it's totally rude and she's like oh hello and he's like oh you know what about the fucking shower and she's like i was just <laughs> brushing my teeth like, fuck dude and that right there tells you all you need to know why you should find mm -hmm. you know uh, sexy tenants be damned you need to find a different place to live because if one person is taking a shower and then another person in a completely different apartment just starts brushing their teeth and the water goes crazy that's a huge red flag that you should not live there you can't live like that that's how i grew up 
with the the I'm serious. Like all oh, yeah. the water. Well, it was just a house. But if you were taking a shower and someone used the water, you're getting burned. Really? Yeah. Just like like cold water to brush your teeth? You could. Um, well, the real. I remember the the big things were dishwasher, laundry. Mm. Uh, or someone else taking a shower. Well, there's always the really... toilet flush move, which you yes, can't the do. toilet flush was big. Yes, you're right. You can't be flushing the toilet when someone's taking a shower because that will burn them. Well, you should, they should be happy they got this now because Melrose clearly used to work on the well system before this. <laughs> <laughs> Just go out and fill your tub and then heat it up on your own. How about yeah, that? Well, shit? Me- that's me- the thing, dude. Mel Melrose definitely involved in the Los Angeles water supply situation. Like he was all over the Chinatown story. Oh, yeah, and it's also built over a well where a girl fell down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we built an apartment complex over a well. Oh, that's the Mancini <laughs> apartment for sure, right yep. there. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Oh, look, it's Samara Bagog. <laughs> oh, Jane, another horse committed suicide outside my fucking house. <laughs> Jane, we have to kill our troubled daughter. We have to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Their like whole thing sort of ends with. Uh, one of them says have a nice day and the other one says i'll do my best and then it's an insane like grant show walking back to his apartment you know like jake is going back down the stairs and billy's like standing outside reading the newspaper or something and he's like so what do you think and it's just jake going definite possibilities oh yeah and then we just have this like crane up you know to daphne zuniga on the top floor i gotta say they are playing around with some angles here. We have Joe like standing outside of the apartment, like on the second story walkway kind of thing. Uh, angle here we have not yet seen on Melrose Place. Oh yeah, this is uh, directed cool. by Brian De Palma. Yes, um, yes, of course. <laughs> He's uh, using a lot of like the split diopter shots in this episode mm-hmm. too. It's but crazy. at the same, at the same time, the distance between her and everyone—it's like she definitely heard them just go like, "Yeah, she's high." Oh, yeah. well, because her. Yeah, I think you're right because the whole. You know, like her facial expression is like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. They cut around Jake's tented towel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, but definite possibilities is very much. Huh. Guess we'll get into this each and every week here on yep. Melrose Place. <laughs> you yeah. got that right, dude. Tune in next week. That Joe. I think even at some point somebody's like, that Joe. She's something else. It's like really, <laughs> we really push it. It's like, oh, she's. You know how Sandy sucked? Joe is totally better than Sandy, oh. right, guys? <laughs> Man, Joe is a new character. She's a new character, isn't she, folks? Yeah, she's a new character. That is a character we have not seen until this episode. And mm-hmm. me, Jake, I'm a nude character. <laughs> you two characters are going to Melrose Place. <laughs> Top Gun joke. Uh, so that's the okay. episode. Um, anybody, a little, some parting shots? Are you excited to continue this for the next couple of weeks? Uh, Chris Cabot, start with you. Parting shots or anything uh, like that? Yeah, I mean, I thought this was a pretty effective episode. I don't know, like, how <laughs> seriously they took everything, but, you know, it, it, I, I was intrigued the whole time. So, yeah, I'm into it. They also make two Thelma and Louise references yes. in this yep. episode, which I found a little strange. But Well, it's whatever. kind of funny because the first one happens at Shooters, like, when Joe is about to start... Uh, you know, running the table, and she looks at Allison and goes, "Ready, Thelma?" And Allison's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then later, like moments later, like when they're at, on the hill or whatever, she's like, 
wow, tonight was so much fun, Joe. It was like we were kind of like Thelma and Louise. And I wanted to, I wanted Joe to be like, remember when I fucking called you, Thelma, <laughs> like back at the bar, you idiot. Hey, hey Joe, Joe, are we going to kill ourselves tonight? Are we going to drive off of a bridge or something? Huh? Well, I already threw my pills away, so that's not going to be very easy. <laughs> have to find a Cadillac to go over there. <laughs> uh, Eric? Um, yeah, you know, um, this episode I, I wasn't as crazy about because I kind of I'm missing like like give me a lighthearted episode to introduce a new character. We're coming off the wings of like Matt being uh, a victim of a hate crime. And now we have spousal abuse. It's just like I'm glad shows were tackling these issues, but it's just like around all these dumb idiot characters trying to have fun. Uh, <laughs> but I am excited to continue, of course. Uh, Andrew Jubin. Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm going to be well relieved to put the show on hiatus because we need a break around the uh, WHM studios, but I have been having a lot of fun with this. And I feel like it's unfortunately getting cut off like right when all the heavy hitters are like coming on the show permanently, which is a bit of a bummer, but I will say next week or uh 2 weeks from now with uh the next Melrose Place episode we do don't worry about it. Billy has a toothache and gets high on some medication. <laughs> I like that idea. He's having some sexy dreams about a certain roommate of his that he monitors her sleep patterns. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I kind of agree uh, with everybody here. I do think this is a bit too heavy and laden of an episode to introduce a fun new character. You should just probably lean into that and have a lighter B story. Uh, but I, I was, uh, you know, it, it was... I like a Daphne Zuniga in this role uh, for what it is. Um, you know, it's it's a fun show, and obviously, I am very excited to continue. But also, a bit sad to let it go. But yes, there it'll be a very well deserved break. But the show will come back. I want to keep reiterating that it's not going away forever because we've had too much goddamn fun doing it. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week. Uh, next Tuesday, we've got a brand new episode on the Terminal coming up. Uh, we're really excited about that. Did mm. Tom Hanks catch a picket? Um, <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. Uh, we've got great stuff on the Patreon already. We've got an episode on Raiders of the Lost Ark coming out very shortly, um, if not out already, probably a little shortly. Uh, we've got an episode, we've got a, an animation damnation on the Mass cartoon flying out already. We've got a, we've got a, a Gleep Glossary on Bib Fortuna. A ton of great shit on all sorts of feeds. And we will let you know that even though this is going on hiatus, brand new episodes all throughout August, including episode five fucking hundred, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. So that's going to do it. Uh, we do want to remind you, uh, any and all merch sales uh, on our website whmpodcast.com uh go uh the profits that we get go directly to black lives matter and black lives related chair black lives matter related charities uh and there's also an act blue link there which is where we're sending the stuff anyway that you could give directly on whmpodcast.com we always want to reiterate that because that's more important than the silly show just just putting that out there until next week uh i have been steven sadak andrew jupin eric siska chris cabin Take it easy and remain indoors. And please, for the love of God, wear a fucking mask.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. Mm, but then gooey awesome. cheese goes down easy. <laughs> <laughs>